Yeah, but besides that, no, all good. Thank you so much. I'm joined by the great Gumna. Um, thank you again for taking time to um, come and have this chat. Um, I know that I'm probably going to be more, more excited to hear about your journey um, in life and the lessons that you've learned along the way. So welcome. Um, thank you so much. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks for the opportunity to share my story today. Yeah, no, 100%. Look, I was going through I was going through your notes and I have to admit, geez Louise, it is vibrant of a solutionist, transformational leader, speaker, coach, entrepreneur. Wow, yo, that's <laughs> yeah, that's quite a build up to if you were like a if you were in a in an MMA match or fight, you'd have quite the build up. I would just have and it's Ryan Ward. I'm like, all right, no, this is this is seriously outnumbered in this game. Um but it's one thing I've admired about just reading what you've done is that there's always been an element of learning that, that your quest for learning doesn't seem to stop. And it's something the quest for knowledge and the quest for learning has, has been almost there from the beginning. So I'd like to get the conversation started by saying, has that always been part of your DNA, the quest for learning, the quest for understanding, even from a, a young age? Were you were you the clever were you the clever girl in class? Were you the were you the top top student? <laughs> I wouldn't say top student. I uh, but uh, but I, I did have this this thirst for learning and uh, and I suppose also not only your traditional forms of learning. You know, uh, I um, learning. I'm I'm a social learner. So um, so anything to do with humans and human nature and that that sort of way I was drawn to, you know. Uh, so when they were teaching us about history, I was I was more interested in terms of what was the root cause around what caused that. Um, so so always had this quest for knowledge. Um, and I suppose at the time there wasn't the words like lifelong learner and all those mm. those you know those yeah, those terms that we coin now. <laughs> Uh, at the time, it was like, Yumna, can you please stop asking questions? You know, hundred percent. No, I agree, one hundred and ten percent with you. It's that I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Sorry to cut you short there, but it is. It's that, it's that quest for unpacking. I've got a very analytical way. To me, it's all about the science of of humanity, how we click uh, as individuals, and what makes one different from the other, and then how can we all meet along along the the same red carpet, if I had to call it that. So when you're speaking there, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I actually, funny enough, and this is the first time I'll actually announce it on the on the podcast or on the platform, <laughs> because when I was in high school, I had, I was always asking questions to learn. I actually, and then I was dubbed the nickname Rash. And so that was always been my nickname. So, <laughs> but, but, um, so um, you've been the first person that I've told on air. I haven't even told Jovi that, but now the rest of the world is going to know that. But it is also that ability to learn why I was asking so many questions where to the point where my one friend was actually saying, you're rashing me. And that's where my, 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 my nickname. So um, I doubt you've got a, a better nickname than me. So... <laughs> No, I'm going to have to give you that one, Rash. I wasn't. <laughs> oh, man. So, sorry, going back to that, you were saying, was it always at, at the young age having a, a, the social element? Was it always being aware of trying to understand your, your surroundings? So, I suppose it started, I was blessed, Ryan, to be born into a very diverse ecosystem as such. 
Um, you know, I um, both from a race perspective as well as from a religious perspective. Um, you know, I also I was I, we were I'm from a very strong diverse tribe. Mm. Um, you know, and and blessed in the sense that within the strong diverse tribe, there's very strong independent women. Yes. You know, like my grandmother was the matriarch, you could yes. say, of our family. You know, and and it was amazing how, you know, I think we've evolved where a lot more is accepted. But when I was younger, and I'm showing my age a bit here, you know, there was there was <laughs> there was definite inclusivity and exclusivity based on on diversity, a lot more prominent. I'm not saying it's not now. Mm. There is, but it was a lot more. You know, um, I mean, if I have to reflect back, my father was Muslim, my mother was non-Muslim. Um, my grandmother, my my my, I'm 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 Indian, but my grandmother was coloured, mm. um, you know. So it was uh, my mum's first husband was non-Muslim. So you know, my elder brothers are non-Muslim. So, and we were I was brought up in a home where, um, or a, a community where all non-Muslims, anything that went wrong in the community was the non-Muslim. So there was that mm. dynamic. Mm. Uh, from my father's family, you know, they were sort of this rich, powerful family and, and you know, my mum was seen as not the one that they wanted for her. So so they never really accepted us because of that, you know, because she's half coloured, she was mm-hmm. non-Muslim, even though she converted. So so I suppose I grew up and so I was exposed to, um, and then, you know, my granny's family were were, were, uh, were, were Christian, my mum's family were uh, Tamil, my dad's family was Muslim, I went to vernacular classes and through all of this, yeah, wow. I was... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was making sense of like, what's going on? So I remember yeah. myself and my cousin, she would go, I would go to Madresa, right, after yeah. school, and she would go to Tamil school. And we would sit under my granny, she had this, uh, she had this grape tree, like vines growing, and we mm. would sit under these grape vines eating grapes mm. and compare notes about what we learned, mm. you know, in each of our vernacular classes. And it wasn't that different. You know, it was different words, it was different languages, but at the core, it was the same. Mm. So I started challenging when I was in Madresa to say, but how can you say that when this is happening? And how can mm. you say that, that, you know, I was doing that in school. So so I suppose it really stemmed from it trying to understand. Mm. Really because, every, like, because everything was like almost too dynamic. There were lots of questions going around and you were trying to almost figure out where do I fit in? But for me to fit in, Ooh, I've got to ask the questions, which kind of almost leads to, you know, looking at it and trying to be, hey, well, now it all makes sense, you know, because I was, when I was looking at your, at your LinkedIn profile and it was saying solutionist and driven to challenges, I was like, but I wonder where this all started. You've pretty much hit the nail on the head. I like people that question the tradition or question, you know, something that is, has been traditional because that is where innovation happens. And I believe that we need to both as, uh, personally and as businesses question everything that's traditional. But why do you think we should question the tradition or traditional approach of things? So, Ryan, I think we've reached a stage. I mean, I, I've got three children and um, I thought I was challenging. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I remember when they first started talking, I went to my mother and I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> Mm. like whatever I put you through <laughs> like, I apologize mm. I get it now mm. uh, you know but but it actually makes me so happy because mm. 
Now, when they do something, they do it because they believe in it. Mm. So, I mean, just, you know, you were talking about from a religious perspective. When I turned 18, I decided, my parents did, the, I was old enough to decide, I decided I want to be spiritual. Mm. I believe that there was one God and I believe that we were all children of God. And we just call, just like I might call my dad, daddy, you might call your dad, father, someone mm. might call their dad, papa, someone might call their dad, you know, um, whatever you might call your father. Just because you call him by different names doesn't make him any less of a father. Mm. So that's sort of the, the base that I stood off. And I found beauty in all religions. And I was blessed to be with such, such diversity. I mean, my eldest brother passed away. And my dad, my mom, you know, we had this Islamic sayings all over the wall. There was the Kaaba that was, you know, on the door. Mm. Uh, the Prophet Muhammad's last words on mm. our walls. But, you know, we did a bhajan out of our home. Mm. Because that was what he so believed in. Mm. And the way that he so. So we wanted to honor him mm. and he so. Not according to what we wanted, but according to what was right for him. Mm. And and sorry, I'm just I'm, I get so caught up. You, you, you talk about rabbit holes, so let me just go a little more no. down. <laughs> no, no stress. Give some color. To no, give some 100%, color. 100%. I've got and, no problem. And I think that one of the most beautiful funerals I've ever been to was my grandmother's. <laughs> sorry, just, just when, you, when you phrased that, I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> No, I agree with you, but just when you when you said <laughs> that's the first time I've heard that. But then... <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, when you, no, I'm this, with you. This, I, know, I know where you're coming from. This beauty it, in celebrating life, isn't 100%. it? An end of a yeah. yes. No, I mean, I'm not. It's just like when you said, no, it's a beautiful divorce. I'm like, holy crap, that's the same. <laughs> you, you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> Anyway, so sorry. I've been told yeah. I can't do that, so that's fine. And um, <laughs> and it was really just, she, um, like I said, comes from a home that was Christian. Mm. She married into a Tamil family. And as we were walking out, the priest was praying and, you know, in the Tamil religion. Mm. Her family were following behind, but singing hymns softly, you know. So it was like such a beautiful, coordinated, like, you know, like, Synchronicity. It wasn't that. It was like a blend. It was like blending together. And as they were walking out, there's a mosque close by, and the zan came on. Mm. And um, you know, and I thought that was just such a beautiful way around the fact that it's around how do we embrace the good in everything, mm. and 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 not just. And you know, we need structure in some way. You know, otherwise there'd be chaos. And and we get that through the lessons that come down through the books. But we also get guidance when we pray for it, you know, by the people that we meet and the circumstances that we are put in. And and it's up to us because the world is evolving, you know, uh, and it's up to us to critically think about things mm. and to tap into our inner wisdom. Mm. You know, we have the soul intelligence and the soul wisdom and our, it speaks to us through our bodies. It speaks to us through our thoughts. It speaks to us through our feelings. Mm. And if we disconnect from that and we only follow so i'm saying i'm not saying it's either or i'm saying it's both mm. you know what? how do you leverage off the wisdom that has come down mm. but also the wisdom within ourselves to be that inner compass and guide yeah and around shape, and, and, and shape the, and, yeah and shape the, the, for the next generation i i love the the fact that you also within the within the organization you work with 
that is always about development and learning. Uh, the next question I wanted to ask you though as well is how important is it also for companies to be innovative, but then also for people and employees and leaders within that company to also be innovative, innovative personally, because innovation is a, is a key to me is a key word in not only today's time, but if you want to be, if you want to be ahead in the game, or if you want to develop yourself further, you can't settle for, as I think, what, what are we trying to say now? When you're looking down and say, this is what it is. There has to be that quest for constant evolution and constant innovation. Absolutely, Ryan. And I think if you just look at the pace at which the world is moving mm. and the way at the pace at which we're evolving, you know, if we don't, if we don't keep current and constantly, and it sounds like a lot of work, you know, and we're already tired and we're like, how much more? I can't do more. Mm. Actually, it's not that. It's about, I mean, if you look at all these, the way the world is evolving now, it's all about making your life easier. Mm. You know, I mean, before, if you had to, if you had to go somewhere, Uber came around because of find the taxis and the states and all of that, but it's made our lives so much easier. You know, if you look at Airbnb, it was around from a human need around how do you make it easier to get cheaper, da da da. da. So, the, so the world is just moving so fast that, sorry, my train of thought, Ryan. I'm just going to pause there. So, I went to this Origin Center uh, adverts, and they were showing like you know through history how it was so many million years and then they found people with fishing rods so people mm. had started catching fish which now there was omega entering their body and then from where it took four million years before they saw some sort of evolution now within a million years there was a shift, a shift another sort of change you know and now we're talking around in this world that every single day and every single minute there's something new coming on board mm. so we are at a point in our lives where we are constantly having to reinvent ourselves and yeah. look out there. But the good news is, is that you don't need to be on top of everything. Mm. Once again, that internal compass in terms of what is right for me, what is that area? Mm. And, and understanding it's not traditional where the area that I was involved in is something, you know, I think there's anxiety around, oh my God, if I make this choice, I have to do it for the rest of my life. No, I'm in my eighth career. You know, um, yeah. it's, like, it's sort of like, um, you know, this is right for you at this moment in time. And I'm not mm. saying take away things like loyalty. I'm not saying take away things like commitment or all of that. It's, you asked me a question now and I feel like there's just so many different parts. Of there is, because in itself, it's dynamic. Yes. That's the thing. There's Yes. 100%. But um, the, the complexity of, I mean, especially working in a big organization where you're responsible for, you know, uh, with uh, with developing and all of that stuff. I mean, it becomes a major responsibility, not only to, to, to see where the company is going, buy into that vision, and then be responsible for, you know, shaping the mindset and the, and the development and evolution of, you know, the employees and all of this stuff. That to me, that to me is like, but that must be quite challenging because it, I mean, things are changing at a rate where, okay, we'll put in this, we'll put in this strategy. And then in six months time, that might be redundant. And you say, well, okay, because now all of a sudden this comes. So it feels like there's a lot of ping pong going on, but then how do you, with, with what you do within the organization, try and keep a level head because, and calm and all of this stuff, because is it to a point where you just have to accept sometimes we'll roll with the punches? 
sometimes we'll fall down sometimes we'll get up but whatever we do we just try our hardest because i mean that to me also has to has to be an answer is, you know we, we don't have all the answers but at the same time yeah. how are we moving forward with the right mindset and attitude that we can overcome anything because in today's time if not now not only coming over coming past covid coming um and and now the nonsense that's going on with the rest of the world morale is low everywhere you know for people just to come to work it's almost like well now it's just another paycheck you know first of all let's be grateful but oh, is it like um, there's so many negative things going on i mean to lift that spirit up in a big organization as well it must it, it, that must be quite a tedious process as well I'm, and i'm saying to to ignite it to keep, keep to keep the consistency and uh, consistency going sure so so ryan i think the first one i was answering was around the individual as the people to say and then talk to the mindset around how we evolve and we have to evolve so from a mindset perspective it's not something where we choose, we have to choice anymore to say do i or don't i mm-hmm. you have to it it is what it is right mm-hmm. the second piece in terms of some of the things from an organizational perspective to to try and i think reduce some of the anxiety is the reality is the futures are now and yeah. as human beings we have there's a sense of security around knowing about the future right and now that that's been taken away with covid coming on board adding further complexity mm. it's really around saying okay i might not be able to predict the future but how can i be better prepared for it mm. and and so something that i like to do is i like to spend some time just doing a bit of environmental scanning no just keeping up it takes about you can take about you know 30 minutes to an hour once a week just blocking out some time reading up on what's happening globally you know from a social transform uh, from a social technological environmental uh, economic and political perspective so you look at that sort of steep space because something that we've seen and i mean they teach this in you know futurists and all of that is that as much as it seems as though the futures it's happening right now there's always indicators before it becomes the true reality you know so if you sort of do that environmental scanning just to see oh wait a second now a couple of months ago they had the first self driving truck oh that is yeah. serious do you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like little tip but you know you're not going to find out everything oh wait a second from all of these pieces it starts giving you an idea of oh wait a second actually that's not really going to impact mm. but wait a second this potentially can yeah. and how do you start bringing some of that together to create a few potential future states mm. or scenarios mm. uh that's obviously relevant so you make it contextual it needs to be fit for purpose i mean yeah. you know if something is really not relevant although most things now so do you know in some way are relevant or not but what what really actually matters that mm. we need to be at the forefront of Mm. um so so really around and then how does so you provide that contextual lens mm. around what you see playing out in the various globally and in the ecosystem you contextualize that based on your knowledge skills and also not by yourself you bring in people and mm. you you talk and you 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 know you leverage off i've got a friend that likes to leverage off the wisdom in the network yeah. you know uh how do you, how do you talk how do you have these dialogues and conversations Mm. and then bring in that context in order to see what is the potential implication that we need to put together mm. uh so for example if we are already looking towards the future we can see yes there's certain tech skills that's needed but things that we spoke about earlier like critical thinking 
I mean, that's been around for a while now, but it's still very relevant. Mm. Agility and flexibility as a skill mm. is extremely important. Resilience as a skill yeah. is extremely important. Navigating mm. in the gray and dealing with ambiguity. You mm. know, um, innovation, influencing and negotiation. Mm. You know, those are all skills that you might not, that you can already start because you can see in line with the changing landscape that, mm. that we need to have. So, yeah, yeah. So I think it's about being prepared, not predicting. Yeah. Um, As you said, you hit the nail so, on the head. It's like it's almost predicting and then creating the skill sets that's needed to operate in that environment because that's what it ultimately is. It's saying, well, guys, there's there's uncertainty, but from this, we can almost predict and, and create this environment, you know, and in that environment, we want people to flourish. We want people to bring out the best in one another. We want, we want, we want. Because that to me is also really important as well as how much does it also come down to self-belief and self-confidence in, in, in a person learning something, but also in believing in themselves. I think that that's actually one of the most important things, right? You know, there's this, um, you were asking me earlier about, you know, how was I able to stand firm around such a big topic? Mm. And it was because of that self-belief. And unless you truly buy into what you are doing right now and have that belief, uh, you can be swayed in any direction because you're almost not rooted in what you want. Mm. And I think there's that's why we're seeing this big shift towards profit with a purpose, mm. where more and more we are asking, all of us are asking, so what? What is this bigger vision or purpose mm. that I am aligning myself into, aligning mm. myself to. Um, and, and, you know, as much as we talk about COVID and the big resignation, you know, it's actually about the, it's not really so much the great resignation, it's really the great reflection. Mm. Because, you know, so, so I, I always say, if you don't listen to your soul's whispers, mm. your body is going to scream. Damn. And... <laughs> Hey man, how? No, but it is. It's that for for people to find out what their purpose is, and we always say it's finding their why. Um, I think a lot of people they they they, they tend to be floating because they don't really understand their purpose, and I think also in in some in some institutions as well, some institutions don't assist in that process. You know, in bringing why, uh, bringing out the best in that in that individual, in that employer, because it was actually you. It was actually the, to see the work that you do. Uh, that developmental area is such a such something that's so close to my heart, because it's also you want to bring out the best in. You know, someone that comes in that maybe, you know, didn't know where they fit in, or you're saying I'm going to use them to, you know, you're going to make an impact. That sense of autonomy gives someone that 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 feeling that they belong that their contribution makes a difference that they're part of a collective team a community a movement but to me well i always like to look at that business model and say but I, for, if you ever want things that community development to start off on that note it starts at home it starts at home building that foundation for yourself for your kids and then that goes into the community which goes into the bigger social economic space but it's that that environment of validation. I actually did a shout out the other day about how important it is to validate other people. But I said, you can't validate others if you can't validate yourself personally. 
And I think we are our, our biggest critics sometimes. We look for external validation. Why aren't we fitting in here? Or why are, they think I'm useless or this, but you know, it needs to come from a sense of, I know who I am as an individual. And that's a, it's amazing, that self-discovery journey. I mean, I've gone through that journey as well. And just to realize, you know, that you, you find purpose, you find peace in what you do because you feel like, you, as you said, there's an, the alignment aspect of it. And, you know, I, I've just got to a stage where, where whatever happens, I can just put my head on my pillow knowing that I'm trying my hardest. And at the end of the, the day, that's, that's all that matters. That's beautiful, Ryan. Thank and you. I think, I think <laughs> it's because, so, you know, they talk about self-love and mm. people feel it's selfish. Yeah. But actually, when you self-love, you become so full of love that that love just, there's not enough space within yourself to contain there, It's an abundance of it. It's the one thing that you can have is the oversupply of love. The, the, your life journey, there have been some some major dipping points. I mean, when I see you now as well, I see a, radi a radiant positivity. I see a big smile, a big Colgate smile. Um, but <laughs> there must have been some 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 really low times as well, where for you on your personal journey was was a major step in in, in self personal development. Sure, Ryan. How much of time do we have? Well, actually, um, I got six minutes until I need to send another link. So. <laughs> needs to be like you know series Yo. then so but it, yeah. like, you know what ryan all of us all of us there is no one that doesn't journey through they i don't know one person who has had an easy journey mm -hmm. you know it's just different levels and and your journey might seem you know it's different how we perceive it but there's been quite a few i think i've had um two keep a little moments where i've almost lost myself um and I think the second one was really the one that, 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 that was the repeat of the pattern that made me say, wait a second, stop. Um, and, and I had a really good therapist at the time mm -hmm. who sort of told me, <laughs> you are, you are I, I actually needed that, you know, where she was like, you are not a victim. Mm. Because the first time it happened, you were a victim. But each day since then, you have chosen to stay in this situation. Mm. So actually, it's your choice, mm. um, and 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 I mean that was just in terms of you know my relationship, my marriage. Uh, I was pregnant with twins when I needed to make the decision around. I became so sick; my body was screaming because I wasn't listening to my soul. Mm. Uh, where I was five months pregnant, and you know I was at a point where I either leave and keep my twins or stay mm. and lose my twins. And I mean, at the time, my son was one and a half. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so, yeah. So, so I just remember that at that point. And, um, but I also needed to be accountable to say, what is it? Because I allowed certain behaviors. I allowed certain things. So what was it about myself that was gaps that I was allowing this to happen? I'm not, I'm not discounting that, you know, the toxic behavior was toxic. Mm. Uh, but it was also a good time to reflect. So, so through that, it was really just about, you know, coming back. And I felt like I lost Yumna. I was trying to be Yumna, the super mom, Yumna, the super wife, Yumna, the super daughter, mm. employee, mm. leader, blah, blah, blah. And in all of that, I lost Yumna, the person, okay. you know? So, um, 
yeah and i mean that was and i'd always been the strong independent woman that was like depending on herself and you know people were there and i was the helper you know i was quite arrogant i would help you i don't really need help <laughs> yeah exactly and then what that that what, that thing i mean there was obviously those times where there was that i would presume that that anxiousness that depression that self that self that that terrible space i mean did you ever think that you got to a point where a change needs to happen eh? like you can't carry on and um absolutely yeah and so how did you rebuild it how did you where where was the point where you actually just said look all right that's it enough enough's enough now now i'm taking progressive steps so the first one was accepting that i'm not superwoman and how it's easy okay. how, how easy was that <laughs> <laughs> not easy <laughs> it's uh, it was accepting that i needed help and not only that but asking for help yeah, because I mean, people were around me but but that you know? but that that breaking point that door that door yeah. there's a lot of people that are stuck at that door at the moment but you know as you said that's why i wanted to touch on it is yeah how easy was it to open that door because as you said you've had this life of being um, you know being this this pillar being this one this thing of support where you've actually said i need to go through this and i need to admit that i'm not what i thought i was and at the same time i need to lean on other people i mean that must have been also like when you when you're looking at your looking at the door and you're like okay i'm going to open it i'm going to open it and then okay maybe i should maybe i shouldn't i mean that must have been that must have been also a, a tough a tough couple of days for you yeah i think it's been a tough couple of years right <laughs> yeah. like, you know this ubi forty song the more i learn the less i know about before yeah. like seriously you know um i think there was i had to hit sort of rock bottom in the sense where i felt like i was losing myself mm. i felt like i was a failure and i felt like i was weak and for me fear of failure and fear of being weak and not being strong i think are my two biggest fears oh me as well yeah but i think so so i mean yeah. you're walking out of a marriage you've got these three little souls you know you're breaking down you the the family dynamic my family are very understanding but but i defied my family to marry him mm. so i kept quiet about it so it was coming back Mm. um there was so it was just there was just so many dynamics that it was at a point where i was just like i had to be accepting that yeah. i am not strong here i had to accept that i it was tough eh yeah um because because the reason why I, why i asked this as well is that because it is this is the human the human aspect of wh- why I had these conversations is this is why I also wonder when the people do listen to say yes okay you know I'm 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 generally strong I'm generally strong but also sometimes I do need help that's why I try and prod with these types of questions I mean I'll be the first to admit that as well I've been through that my fear of failure my fear of being stationary is something that's haunted me you know I've been in times when you walked around and you actually questioned saying but like what's my purpose You were just mentioning now that that moment when you actually had to say to yourself, "Yeah, it's I need help." Um, but did you get to a point where you're almost relieved to acknowledge it at first to say, "All right, it's like now it feels like there's a bit of a the weight is off my shoulder." I think that came after 
so you know when i was when i was wanting to leave my my mom and my aunt i set them down and they said you are pregnant you're hormonal you've got a little boy you know this is a big decision go and speak to somebody you know uh first make sure that you know you're not coming out of a space and 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 i found that that worked for me because i needed to be emotionally stable for them you know mm. i was already uprooting so i suppose i was forced to ask for help and um and i've been and then i started exploring alternative healing because i needed to heal and and mm. and like i said it wasn't only healing it was soul healing mm. um and then i needed to i need to rediscover yumna again so so th- that was the beauty mm. of what came out of it and i remember i used to listen to whitney houston's i didn't know my own strength mm. and i used to sit and cry this <laughs> <It was> like <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> i had to i had to move back in with my mom uh because you know financially sort of i was almost depleted mm. uh through our scenario and you know I needed to build it up again but it was actually great because my mom was there my brother was there mm-hmm. they helped me look after the kids i then needed to study further because i knew that you know he was playing no role financially so i needed to build it up so it was good in terms of saying okay and decisions that were now decisions that were now aligned to me and how it started was that when i first went in they asked what does yumna want mm-hmm. i couldn't answer it I was giving all the stuff like I need to make sure they've got education and I need mm. to the whole and I'm like no 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 what is you now and I started off with 5 minutes a day giving myself asking myself what does you now want five and give myself 5 minutes a day whether I wanted to eat nandos whether I wanted to listen to what you <laughs> used to say, you know <laughs> yeah yeah what does you now want mm. and that was really just reconnecting with my soul because it was almost like my soul was here and I was just performing in my in my ex- the expected the expected role you know mm. and and it was really about bringing that closer and and the analogy that i loved that was used was you are a pot and you're feeding everyone from your pot yeah you know but if you don't put back into your pot eventually your pot gets depleted mm. and you've got nothing to feed anyone else and and you know you extend that in terms of what's the quality of the ingredients that you put into your pot mm, yeah. you know so so it's just about being mindful so so that's been a beautiful journey in terms of that but that first few years ryan if i'm honest with you was a bit of a blur mm. it was but out of it was a sense of i almost lost yumna and i like her and i'm not going to let that happen again that was that was just the so it was focusing on building myself looking after my kids and finding myself again what motivates you that when you wake up every morning and you have your cup of coffee what what puts fire in your belly so i think just trying to do the best that i can do in making a positive difference you know and doing it in a way that that aligns with what i want to do you know um like you were asking earlier about organizations and that type of stuff you know like with the learning team it was like the analogy was like guys you know the whole world is scared you know they they don't know what's happening we in the fortunate position to go out there find some of the answers and bring it to people to give them a sense of comfort and security and reduce the anxiety mm-hmm. you know So so you need to ask yourself you know this is what one CEO told me and I asked the team she's like 
you need to ask yourself you know someone that drives an ambulance a paramedic when you ask them what do you do for a living one will say i drive an ambulance and the other will say i save lives mm-hmm. and if you're not feeling like you're saving lives you know then you need to ask the question is to am i in the right space and i think that's it for me in terms of i don't want to control what happens but i want the flow to trust that the universe and that's my word for the year trust mm-hmm. that it will if i'm quite clear on how i want things to play out and what the lines to me to happen so so that's a key motivator in terms of trusting myself and my how i will allow the day to progress what i want out of the day is i want to be able to make a positive difference and i want to be able to help where i can and i want to be able to solve problems and challenge my mind and get excited i want to be excited mm-hmm. i want to find joy i want to not just survive i want to thrive and my kids i must admit yeah. they are they are amazing yeah you were saying there now is your they, now your pillars of strength every time i want to give up i look back to who's watching me mm. oh no that's um, great that is it's, it's crazy because it's also you need to look at who's behind me who's watching but also how how am i leading you know what am what value am i am i engraving in these in in kids hearts and self love oh it's it's paramount that we do self love self you know help kids identify who they want to be at an early age and support them unconditionally these to me are are, are so fundamental um, characteristics as parents or what we need to be able to do and um yeah i was because i've got two kids as well and i mean that together with its own dynamics of fear and a whole lot of other stuff you put in the soup you know is the is the journey of life and um yeah man it's just oh it is like i get into deep also the reflection aspect of it because you see that you men- mentioned that you started the uh, or the founder of moment of pause but when i tried to google that it it led me down a, a, a psychological a psychology rabbit hole that made me start questioning my own life and i was like oh let me get out there quick <laughs> so i doubt i doubt it's that one but um it was it's it's there i mean the words are amazing brings wellness and strategy creating safe spaces to recharge reflect release reimagine reenergize and reinvent that's a lot of re's but it's uh it's almost like it, it's there but now we are reinventing reenergizing re re it's like we're starting from scratch is that always been the was like a clean slate was is that always been the approach as well what was the purpose of it if i had to ask that so i'm saying too so it's i i don't think it's about only a clean slate i think it's also about drawing on mm. and building on you know so renovating you know you renovate your house by building on and making it better mm. uh because we come with a lot of wisdom as well and we our experiences so i don't want to discount the beauty of that and i mean depending on you know whatever school of thought there's a lot of uh generational wisdom that we also come with you know and it's about re-energizing that and and and, and as the world is evolving us also evolving it was just very cool with all the reads I'll be honest with you the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, like <laughs> together, I was like you know especially especially when you you're talking to 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 companies you know yeah. they also you almost Damn. you know the I'll, philosophical like it was moments Why Damn it. Noise for your soul, I was they don't get it. I was like wow that is like wow I was like that is the perfect sales pitch you know you couldn't have put no <laughs> exactly. you, you couldn't have put any better words there together so well done on that 
but um, but it was a, a key aspect on there as well is to relax and reflect because I don't think a lot of people do do that in today's time as well. Absolutely, that connecting that connecting to the soul. Mm. Um, so I almost burnt out uh, for the second time in 2016, and at the time I was looking for you know I'm told I'm doing all these alternative healing and all, and I was looking for something that offered me a whole bunch of stuff and I couldn't find it. So what I did was I put my own little customized retreat together and <laughs> I was so full of nonsense. I actually told the guy, I'm not coming to see you once a week for the next five years. Mm. I literally have this one week. I went to speak to him, stayed in Pretoria near the Bonded Worm Estate, went for walks at a nature reserve, went for walks there, did body talk, did Reiki, did massage therapy, uh, got, got a guest house there, this Victorian tub that you could really relax in, you know, with your bath salts and Epsom mm. salts. And so it was like, awesome. Jeez, and yeah. If I kept, when I, yeah. And, and, and then I saw this coach as well. Um, and, and, um, and I tell, tell you that week was like adding a year of energy to my life when I came out of there, you know, mm. uh, because I, I got to some poor soul answers, but I also put fed into my pot because, mm. and then I was like, you know, um, I don't really see this happening elsewhere. So that's where it started from, you know, the mm. power of the customized retreats, also the coaching. And and you can see I love talking. So, you know, I love to talk about my journey and, and share yeah, some insights. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think it's just the, what's, it's, it's, uh, what's come to light is just the wanting to help others. That to me, I have to give a lot of respect to, you know, whether it be for a personal, helping someone personally or whatever within, I just get the undertone that not only do you challenge yourself, uh, for learning and development but you want to pass that on as well through what you've learned you want others to as i said with, with the retreats you went through that space you wanted to try and create a door that maybe people didn't know there was there that they can open and they can say hey you know what it's as simple as saying guys i never knew that i was giving out more of my pot so it's it seems to me that there's an element of also um, there's a bigger part of of the puzzle that I want to be part of. I want it not only to be about me and my family, but it needs it's about everyone around me. They're understanding the universe, if I had to call it that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Brian, I think you've summarized that beautifully. Yeah. Thank you. And like I say, I love having these, these conversations. It gives us a deeper understanding of what's around us, who's the lessons we've learned. Your Your story is amazing, man. You know, and that's, why I love saying to people when I speak to them for the first time, you've got an awesome story. And they say, no, we don't, I don't. I say, Trust me, you've got an awesome story. To see what you, where you've come from, the lessons you've learned, your outlook, uh, and that whole spiritual aligning is uh, is amazing. And the fact is that you do it, you you know, you create the retreats, you, you, you're part of an organization that implements it to its fullest, to its fullest extent. Um, yeah man that is awesome and i think that i just wanted to end off because it said you said making a positive difference and adding value feeds her soul and sense of purpose so i can tell you yumna you definitely do that so i'm wishing you nothing short of happiness and success in anything that lies ahead for you and the organizations you're involved in but it has been truly truly remarkable and thank you so much for your time thank you ryan cheers a eh? same yeah. to you